Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Seriously, I Am Not Angry. This is your host, Scott. Glad you are here. Glad you are listening. I really do appreciate all of you. Uh, this week, we are going to talk about love and what does love look like. I really wanted to title this, What's Love Got to Do With It? But I just didn't want to deal with the the lawsuits thought about singing it but then I wanted you guys to stay tuned to the whole episode so uh, I'm not I'm not gonna sing it because somebody's gonna be like why is he singing but this world has such a messed up view of love and what love looks like and and it's I, I think I'm not even sure if it's it's so much the world or if it's just the the society that we live in in, in America, but we have this this messed up view of love. And and what do I mean by we have a messed up view? We've come to this this idea of love as sometimes being physical, which it's not. Just sometimes being oh I just let you do whatever you want to do if I love you I'll just let you do whatever you want which if you're a parent you understand that that's not love and I'm saying if you're a parent you understand that better than anybody because holy cow I I'm telling you what if I let my three-year-old daughter go and do whatever she wanted I would not have a three-year-old daughter right now because the things she would want to do would be, um, let's just say, jumping off the couch is great for her. She loves jumping off the couch. I don't know, but she loves jumping off of things. She loves running outside she would children need boundaries and love is all about boundaries and people don't understand that and that's why I'm using the analogy of being a parent right now because as a parent a loving parent you set boundaries for your children as they grow and you ex- you let those boundaries out little by little as they grow. Now, as a three-year-old, at about 7.30 at night, we say, Sweetie, you've got about 20 minutes and we're going to go brush your teeth. Okay, that's what she says. 20 minutes goes by, it's time to go brush your teeth. Some tears... 10 minutes of crying and no, 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 and yada, yada, yada. We're finally upstairs brushing our teeth. Nightly routine. Trust me, that's how it goes every night. So we know that's how it goes. If she had her way, she wouldn't go to bed. She would stay up all night. As late as possible, playing and watching Peppa Pig 
in Bluey and whatever else. She would eat nothing but Tootsie Rolls. This is what she would do. But as a loving parent, we set boundaries and we say, no, you can have one Tootsie Roll. But I want two. You can have one. I don't want this for dinner. Why don't you eat a few bites? Okay. Love is about setting boundaries for those that we love. Love is not about saying do whatever you want to do. Be who you want to be. If that were the case, that would be something different. It wouldn't, it's not love. And I, and I wonder sometimes, because I think, I think about it this way. The, the Greeks had three words for love. They just didn't have love. And we only have one word for love. And I think maybe that's kind of where it gets messed up. You know, they had like a, they had filio, which meant brotherly love. So, you know, like if I, I tell my, my good friend, I love you. It's not the same love that I have for my wife. It's a different love. It's a brotherly love. Uh, but I, the world has such a messed up view of the idea of love. And I think it shows. There's multiple. There's there's the percentage of divorces out there right now. It's sky high. Divorce rates in this country. Because people get married and they they have a delusion of what marriage looks like and what love is. And what their partners should be there. They're like, well, if you love me, you'll do whatever I want you to do. And that's not what love is. I love my wife. It doesn't mean I'm going to do everything she wants me to do. I do a lot of things that she wants me to do. I just don't do everything. And then there's this idea that a healthy marriage has lots of arguments. I don't agree with that. Where did this idea come from all of a sudden? I want to tell you something right now. If that were the case, me and my wife should have been divorced a long time ago. You want to know why? Because we don't have that many arguments. We really don't. I can count. I can literally count on one hand how many arguments me and my wife have had. And I mean knock out arguments. I can count them on one hand. We just don't have that many arguments. I mean, we've had disagreements, but they're not arguments. Disagreements and arguments are two different things. But people are like, oh, if you're not arguing, you're not fighting for your marriage. You're not fighting for each other. Well, what do you mean I'm not fighting for my marriage? 
tell you what, if my wife was all of a sudden saying she wanted to go out and date somebody else, then you're going to see an argument. This whole idea of set it free and if it comes back, it loves you. Well, that's like if I let my Siberian Husky set, set it free, it might come back. Well, yeah, it might get hit by a car and somebody's going to bring it back to me. The idea of what love is has been skewed in society today. There's a biblical picture of what love is. There's a biblical picture of what what marriage should be. And, and the, the, the problem with this picture is, and, and the problem of what society has done with it, and the problem is there's those people who don't understand the Bible, and they're, they look at it and they're like, oh, this is horrible. Look at what Paul is saying. Well, here's the problem. If you don't understand the Bible and you don't understand what Paul is saying, it does look horrible. But if you understand what Paul is saying and you understand the Bible, what Paul is saying is beautiful. It's a beautiful picture of marriage. It's a beautiful picture of love. And let's unpack the truth of what Paul is saying. If you are not a Christian and you're listening, I want you to pay attention to what I'm about to tell you. If you are a Christian and you're listening, I want you to pay attention because I'm about to give you some good stuff here when people come to you and say the Bible is just horrible about what it says about marriage. When Paul says, when Paul says that a woman should be submissive to the husband, it's a beautiful thing. He's not saying that the woman is to be a slave to the husband. That's not what he's saying. He's not saying that the husband is a master over the woman. That's not what he's saying at all. He's not saying that, that the husband is to come home at night and say, Woman! Where's my food? Have you cleaned the kitchen and the floors? Have they been mopped? I'm going to inspect the bathrooms and make sure those toilets are spick and clean. It's not what Paul is saying at all. He's saying that the wife should have a great deal of respect for her husband and love for her husband, that she should desire her husband, that she should want to be with her husband and do things for her husband. Not be a slave for her husband. It's not what Paul is saying at all. People are like, oh, Paul's just, oh, he's just, oh, it's horrible what Paul's saying. That the woman, that's not, it's not politically correct at all. 
woman is to to be respectful and loving and kind to her husband and have respect for him. And then he gives the command to the husband, which is an even more powerful command. And this is where the this is where the world just goes bonkers because they don't understand what Paul is telling the husband at all. And the world just goes crazy. And the world's like, oh, this is horrible. He says, and they take it out of context because they don't put the whole thing. Because Paul says, the husband is to be the head of the household over the woman and the children as Christ is the head of the church. Now, the world, and when they repeat this, will leave out the part of Christ being over the, the church. Now, I believe this is for two reasons. One, because the the world, one, doesn't even understand what, what it means to have Christ over the church. They're just like, I don't know what that means. I'm leaving it out. Two, if they do understand it, and if they do understand what it means, they don't want to leave it in. Because what does that mean for you as a husband? What does that mean for you as a husband to be the head of your household as Christ is head of the church? That means you are making all the sacrifices for your household. You. Because what did Christ do for you as the church? He made the ultimate sacrifice for the church. He came. And he led by example. That means that you as a husband are the example for your wife and for your children and how you live and how you present yourself are to be the example to the world of your household. And you are to make the sacrifices. Otherwise, you make sure everybody else gets food before you get food. You make sure all the bills get paid. You're not, you're the one that makes sure all the bills get paid. You're the one that makes sure that there's food on the table for everybody to eat. And that means that your wife and your children get fed first. That means if there needs to be more money coming into the house, you figure out how that gets done. You are to take care of the household. You want to know what real love looks like? It is sacrificial. Love sacrifices for the other. Love sets up boundaries. The husband is going to sacrifice for his family. The husband will set up the boundaries. And the wife will be there to agree. Now, she doesn't have to agree with everything. There can be discussions. Oh, wait, what? What about this? Uh oh, didn't we just say she's supposed to be submissive? Of course. Guess what? That doesn't mean she just obeys. We just 
We just discussed this. It means she's respectful to her husband. So, here's a funny thing. If you're going to marry someone, especially in today's society, you're probably going to date them for a while, which means you're going to learn about them, which means you're most likely going to agree with the things they agree with to begin with. Funny thing. Me and my wife dated before we got married. Guess what? We had discussions about things. Guess what? We learned that we agreed on a lot of things. Guess what we have in our household today? Discussions about things. Isn't that funny how that works? Now, that means that before a decision is made, we discuss it. And then we agree on it. I would say 99.9% of the time, we agree on everything. There may have been one instance in our marriage that I had to make a decision that she said, you know what? That's your decision to make. And I'll go with, with whatever you say. I, I think that was only one. And I don't even remember what that was about. It might have been buying an Apple. I don't know. I'm not talking about an Apple computer. I'm just, I'm just using it as an example. There was one. I don't remember. I don't really even remember what that was. Uh, I think it might have been when we were buying a house. I don't. It was. It, she wanted. Okay, it was. We were looking for houses. And I remember she had wanted a we were looking at houses and we went and looked at a house and I was like, no, this is not going to work. And I said, no, I don't want it. And she was like, Oh, okay. I mean, she was disappointed, but vice versa. If we had looked at a house and I said, I wanted it. And she said, no, I would have been like, Oh, okay. I would have been disappointed, but that's just how our marriage works. It, you know, I respect her. She respects me. That's how the Christian marriage works. I don't, this is love, people. This is how love works. We don't hoard things over each other. This is how biblical marriage works. Yes, there are people who have manipulated it. Yes, there are churches who have manipulated it. But this is how true biblical marriage works. Don't be fooled by what other people tell you. If you want love and you want real love in your life, don't be fooled by what media tells you. Don't be fooled by what movies tell you love is. Go out and find it. You want to know what real love is? I dare you to start reading the New Testament. Start with the Gospel of John. There you will find what love is. Love is sacrificial. Love is setting boundaries. Love is all about saying, here are the things that are going to hurt you, and I'm going to keep you from doing those. I'm going to tell you, don't do this because it will hurt you. 
There's a reason we tell our children don't touch the stove. Even when it's off, we tell our children don't touch the stove. Why? Because when it's on, it will burn them. Children who, I love children. I've been around children. I think children are great. They're fun. But children don't understand some things because their their brain isn't fully developed yet it's developing they're learning things and it's fun to watch them if you're a parent learning things but they don't understand that the on and off aspect of a stove and so you tell them don't touch the stove never touch the stove because when it's on it will burn them but they don't understand when a stove is on and off and so you just tell them don't touch the stove And you teach them, don't touch it. But as they get older and you and they're able to learn, you you teach them how to use the stove properly. And and this is this is the beautiful thing about God and, and his love in the Bible. He teaches us as we get older and we develop in our relationship with God. He says, I'm gonna teach you some things. These are some things that I'm going to teach you. I'm going to teach you about love and your, and here's some boundaries that I set. But guess what? They're going to expand as you grow in my relationship with me. I mean, I just, th- this is the thing about love is it's a wonderful thing and, and it's been manipulated and it's been, it's, it's just, it's turned into a thing that it's not in this world and it's and and people they they don't know what it is anymore and they're looking for it in in all the wrong places and they're they're so busy looking for love in a physical aspect and it's not there it's empty and they're looking for it in a spiritual place but it's not there either because it's in the wrong era of spiritual spots. Love is a wonderful thing. But we have to look in the right spot. And we have to know what we're looking for. And we have to understand what it is. And and the problem is, in in just a short, like, 20-25 minute span, I can't fully develop what love is but i can give you a taste of what it is it's and the love that god offers us is so wonderful and so awesome and and he explains it so well in the bible i challenge you if you don't know god if you haven't read the bible if if you want to know what real love is look in the gospel of john first uh, it's such a wonderful story the gospel of john and the story of christ but he gives us boundaries because those boundaries are what keeps us safe, just like we do with our children. And he, and it's sacrificial and it's a respect because he says, I love you and I want you to know me and I want you to understand me and I want you to know who I am. Love is all about wanting to know who people are. Hey guys, uh, thanks for listening.
as always, please share. The more you share this with people, the more you let people know, the more you brag on me and brag about this podcast, the more it's going to grow. And the more it grows, the, the more content I can put out and the more I can do with this. It really does help me out. And I appreciate it. And as always, um, I love you guys. Take care. Bye.